Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that the actor Ryan Gosling is actually three armadillos stacked on top of each other? It's super obvious, though, especially if you know that baby armadillos are called goslings. Did you know what a group of goslings is called? <laughs> What's that? It's called Orion. It's Orion of goslings. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. Hashtag wake up, sheeple. <laughs> wake up, sheeple. For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We're reading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters 6 through 9 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the seventh and final book in the Harry Potter series. Previously, Voldemort is still trying to kill Harry, but he just can't seem to put a lid on that killer kid. Harry. Harry says goodbye to the Dursleys forever, and we never hear from them again, and it's fine. Don't ask too many questions about it, because, you know, you might not like the answers. <laughs> With his cheerfully permanent goodbyes said, Harry decides to uh, relocate to a much cooler house. They solve the Voldemort problem by just using all of Harry's dearest friends and uh, family as decoys. Easy. And it goes great. The only ones who are horribly killed are Hedwig and Mad-Eyed Moody. People we don't, you know, particularly care about. Sure. And George's uh, ear. And George's ear. I mean, it was his least good ear, too, right? It's true. Yeah. But they had four identical ears. <laughs> now they're like, Wait, are they identical? I mean, I've heard that, you know, sometimes twins have different ears. Uh, well, I, the only thing I know about twins is that you create them by touching an evil mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one is the evil mirror twin? You can never tell. And it's they always possible. lie. Yeah. Both of them always lie. <laughs> Both of them always lie. <laughs> so that riddle doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I asked your twin which one was the evil one, what would he say? <laughs> He'd lie to you, just like I would. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Hedwig was being pretty sulky, and Mad-Eye was, let's be honest, pretty overdue for dying at this point. So I would say that overall it's a mission success. Yeah, I mean, that owl was expended. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I mean, like, you know, owls don't last forever. What? I mean, right, you're going to die of old age. When or... they start slowing down delivering letters, what you do is you, you throw them in front of one of those curses. <laughs> <laughs> And then blow them up. <laughs> and then blow them up, right? Yeah. With the blow of the owl spell. <laughs> it's Axpowleonus. <laughs> that was really clever. Thank you. Look at you making Harry Potter puns. <laughs> That's right. We converted you. You're We've a so far. That's it. That's all that happened. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they escaped. All right. Chapter six The Ghoul in Pajamas. What he was doing in my pajamas, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Except he literally was in his pajamas, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's not the first creature to get into Ron's pajamas. Really? Yeah, Scabbers. Oh, that's true. The other By which man. you mean a, mid- a middle, middle-aged man? <laughs> By Peter Pinker, yes. Spent a lot of time in but Ron's it's not, pajamas. It's, it's not bad or anything. He just works for an evil wizard who's trying to kill Ron's friend. Yeah. There's nothing creepy. <laughs> I still want to know, weird. like the biggest loophole for me, not even thinking about like time turners or any of that bullshit. 
how did Fred and George have the Marauders map and not realize that Ron was sleeping with somebody named Peter Pettigrew every night? You know what? They Literally, just, they every knew. Night. They just thought they knew. It. They were they were like For whatever, years. man. They're like whatever. That's what he's that's what he's about. You know? Sure. They're like, oh, he brought his friend to Hogwarts with him. Sure. And they're like, I mean, Ron. You know, we love Ron, but you know, he's he's not gonna have a whole lot of luck. He's got to find his he's got to find his end where he can get it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Before Hermione throws him a pity lay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Ms. Weasley is doing a terrible dro- job trying to keep them from leaving. Yeah, you know, like, she's also trying to get information out of him. And, and frankly, like, Harry Potter doesn't tell people what he's up to when he literally has no reason to keep it a secret. Like, she, was ne- she never stood a chance, you know? No. Yeah. Even <laughs> though I actually have to commend her because I think she was surprisingly chill for somebody who is about to be the mother of a high school dropout who, you know, to be honest, needs as many as many qualifications as he could possibly get in life. <laughs> you know... Like, you know Ron's not going to go back to school. I, 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 He's <laughs> not going to get his wizard GED. I kind of like feel Hermione, like... Hermione can make it in the world on her own. She, oh, yeah. She'll be fine. Harry Potter is rich. Yeah. yeah. Ron Weasley needs that degree. But, okay, but Mrs. Weasley, like, she knows Ron's... I mean, I wouldn't say she's given up hope on him, but, like... His best chance is to marry Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's how he's like, going to make it in life, not by going to more school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if Hermione's going right, yeah, you guys can go do your yeah, yeah. tour or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for Mrs. Weasley. You know, maybe maybe he'll accidentally knock her up and then she'll, you know, marry him. Then they'll be forced to get married <laughs> yeah, or something. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody will put some pins in the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, make sure you use these condoms I packed for you, yeah. Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, muggle, muggle birth control is the best birth control. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Hermione, like you know, they're 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 getting ready to go, and uh, Hermione's packing like a library to take with her. I'm like, of course she would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're going on the road. Doesn't mean I can't have access to a library. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe we'll need to read some runes. I'm gonna need my rune book. Okay. Okay. So let's think about this. So they're getting ready to go on this incredibly dangerous mission. Right. God knows how long it'll last. God knows where it'll take them. God knows if they even survive. So Hermione. Stole Dumbledore's books uh-huh. right after he died because she realized that they would have to have them. Right, um, and she need, she found the, out how yeah. to destroy like, Horcruxes. Literally, the the minute after his funeral was over, she went and robbed his life. <laughs> I'm did. okay with like, that. I bet that dude has some books that because that's not the only grave robbing she did. She also stole Mad Eye Moody's Polyjuice potion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She looted his corpse too. Yeah. Okay. Come on, but come on. Let's go back. Oh, so she figured out how to destroy Horcruxes, uh-huh. which Ron and Harry had never bothered to even think about. No. They didn't even thought yeah. about it. They're like, they, I don't know. We'll get them. Like they had nothing beyond. I don't know. I guess we'll try and find them somewhere. They even knew that they're hard to destroy. It was something they discussed, right? Yeah. Like, that they're actually really hard to destroy. And, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll burn that bridge. Yeah. So she packed all that stuff. She found out all that stuff. Uh-huh. She modified her own parents' memories uh-huh. so that they didn't know who they were and they didn't yeah, think that they had that, a daughter. That gave me pause, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like, mind-fucked her parents. Yeah, and sent her to Australia. Uprooted their lives. And yeah, it deleted the, their memory of her from their brains. Yeah. yeah. And then we also found out that she packed everybody's clothing for them. She um, cashed in her own money so they would have muggle money, so she probably has nothing left in the bank. And she remembered to pack Harry's invisibility cloak because that fucker was not going to remember to do it himself. <laughs> okay, so that's what Hermione did. Ron turned the ghoul in the attic into a decoy, even though it sounds like he probably just got his like dad and his older brother yeah, to yeah, do he it. Yeah, actually, yeah. And Harry cleaned out his trunk. 
Most, well, mostly. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> like, my God. No, Harry did, remember, Harry did some packing. He packed that broken piece of mirror, yeah. the, the useless locket, uh-huh. and there was one other thing. He put it whatever it is uh, in his birthday present bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, and he, he killed his owl. And he killed his owl. <laughs> and he got real serious about carrying the invisibility cloak around with him. Uh-huh. Not that he actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he really meant to. He's like, yeah. I was really thinking about it. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, just wanted to put that out Oh, there. yeah, no. Hermione is literally the only useful person in this entire... Definitely the MVP of this team. It, yeah. it makes you think maybe, like, she's the one driving the ship and the other two people are just, you know, her connection to the Weasley Crime Syndicate and her, her celebrity connection. Yeah, I, I mean... Useful pawns. Right? Voldemort was fucked the day Hermione sat in the carriage with them. Year <laughs> one. Yeah, that, I mean, like, if he had known, like, it would just been like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. If Hermione hadn't hadn't sat in there with him, then this this series would have been a whole lot shorter. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Like Harry Potter would have died year one. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting to me that they that, like Hermione has discovered some ways to destroy the Horcruxes, but they don't actually have a game plan for this, and that kind of bugged me. Like they're going hunting Horcruxes, they have no idea what to do about it. Like she's like, there there's not that many ways to do it. You can do it with Basil- Basilisk venom because it destroys everything or whatever. Right, right. But they don't have like a Obviously, they don't have a backup supply of basilisk venom. Yeah. So they're just like, I guess that's tomorrow me's problem. But that seems like a pretty big problem, right? I assume in Harry Potter's head, he's thinking like, well, some eldritch terror is going to come at me every week or so for the rest (laughs) of my life. So I'll just wait until the next horrible monster shows up. I mean... And throw a horcrux in front of it. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's a, this is like this is a demon stamper here. Just stamp on this for me, thanks. <laughs> they and they never they never satisfactorily explained how he knew to destroy that Tom Riddle's diary with the basilisk fang in the didn't, first place. I don't think he, I don't think he did a, right. Yeah, he doesn't think about it. He doesn't it like it. Just lot, says like, yeah, or instinct or something like that. They don't go into that. Yeah. Yeah. So without him thinking about it, he just brought the fang down it was into the poetic justice. He used the basilisk fang to kill Tom Riddle's diary. Mm. Yeah, it would be. That makes sense. Uh, I, I do. Uh, there's another thing I wanted to talk, point out. Um, so at the very end of this chapter, they talk about the fact that Harry's birthday is coming up, which I had completely forgotten about because mm-hmm. you know it's a summer birthday thing. Mrs. Weasley's all worried about it. She's like, "Oh man, how are we gonna give him a good birthday?" But like, if you think about it, the bar is actually pretty low, right? <laughs> like any birthday that doesn't involve beatings or emotional abuse is probably like in his top three, right? Because he's most of his. Even his recent birthdays mostly mostly been with the Dursleys, right? Well, I mean, there was the one when Hagrid like destroyed. <laughs> I would say that's still um, an entire, you know, hut. Yeah, I think yeah. that involves some emotional abuse in there with the with the Dursleys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, so yeah. I I feel like she doesn't have to try that hard. You know, I, it struck me in this chapter that what makes Harry Potter so dangerous is that he doesn't have any family. Right? Nothing to lose. Because it's all about how Ron Weasley's family is holding him back from being a murder machine. Yeah. AKA, you know, giving him well-formed emotions. <laughs> right. Stuff like that. And Hermione has to get rid of her family before she can go on the, on the kill hunt. But Harry Potter is like just waiting around. You know? <laughs> just like sitting in the dark thinking about killing her. Right? Well, like, he, yeah, I mean, he's not going back to Hogwarts, so his appetite for blood will have to be satiated somewhere else since he can't kill a defense against the dark arts teacher. It's true, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he's dropping out just for that reason, because, like, who's the new defense against dark arts professor? He'll be he, back. It he doesn't, doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't yet. It's got to be killing him, to, like, that, that itch, you know? Well, you know what? He has till, like, June, and then he'll go and do what he has to do. That's right. I'm anticipating June. Right. He'll be back at Hogwarts looking for that teacher. Yeah, not as a student. 
Yeah. Just visiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so two points I have. First of all, apparently Ginny's got the hots for the bad boys. She realizes Harry is going to kill Voldemort because Harry does a terrible job uh, trying to keep that a secret by flat out just telling her. Yeah, right. Um, and she's like, she's like, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I would note that Harry Potter told the one other person in the story with a mental connection to Voldemort what his plan was. Oh, that's true. But yeah, and probably didn't nothing, he, right? And didn't he say, like, and his whole rationale for breaking up with her is because he doesn't want Voldemort to, like, know about them. Right, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. how about that? And then the other thing, I felt this was a little sad. Um, Ron and Hermione and Harry were talking, and they say, like, you know, what would Moody say? Constant, constant vigilance. But Moody never actually said that. That was Barty Crouch. <laughs> no, disguised as right. Moody. No. Which made me really sad. <laughs> like, they, they don't never, even remember. <laughs> they, they, don't, they spent a year with Barty Crouch as Mad-Eye Moody. They spent, like, what, two days with yeah. Mad-Eye Moody on off days, you know? And, you yeah. know, Barty Crouch was one of the best dark arts teachers that they had. He was. He was really good. That's true. You know, uh, I, I, we talked about this before, but the reason that Harry Potter was able to resist the, when they attempted to use the... What was it? The Imperious. Imperious curse on him is because of Barty Crouch's training. <laughs> yeah. Didn't that work out? Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 7, The Will of Albus Dumbledore. Get it? That's a nice wordplay there. The will. Oh, I didn't get that. No. Oh. Yeah. Wait, no, what? Because, like, a will where you leave stuff, but also a will, like, you know, he's making them do all this stuff from beyond the grave. Oh, yeah. That's true. I didn't even yeah. get that. They're following his instructions. That's good. It's too clever for me. Yeah, I guess. That's okay. I'm really smart. I'm the smart one in the group. I know, luckily. <laughs> yeah, except for Jeff, but you know. No. You're great, too. <laughs> well, it goes back what, what and forth. What am I? That's right, I'm the pretty one. That's <laughs> you're the Ron, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am the Ron, aren't I? God yeah. damn it. Um, anyway, Harry dreams that Voldemort is looking for somebody named Grigorovich. So his creepy, his creepy nightmares are back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then what might be my biggest, like breaking my heart into a moment in the entire series. It's Harry's 17th birthday and apparently wizards traditionally are given a watch on their 17th birthday and the Weasleys want to give him one but they can't really afford to get him a new one so Molly gives him Fabian Pruitt's watch which was her brother's. Who? He died, right? He died. Yeah, they don't bring it up then but he died um, battling Voldemort yeah. the first go round. So like she, t- I, I I think she felt bad that it was like a secondhand watch, but I think to Harriet meant a whole lot to her. Cause yeah, it's a family. Knows. Yeah, yeah, I know that it, it was, chokes me up every single time. It was very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Harry's birthday, I pre- I appreciate that he wakes up and he's like, yes, I can do magic. The shackles are off. Stabs himself in the eye with his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nail it. <laughs> nice, nice work, Harry. That's why you weren't allowed to do magic. <laughs> That's right. And Ron cockblocks Harry and Ginny. Well, b- b- hold on though. But before that, he gives uh, Harry basically like a wizard pickup artist book or something. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. dude, he's like kind of like, I mean, kind of on and off again with your sister. Like, what kind of message are you sending there? Yeah, right? He's like, oh, I don't want you to mess around with her because she'll feel sad. But like, he just figured he wanted to grease those kids a little, right? <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I assume in my mind what's in that book, like the wizardly pickup lines or whatever, it's like, chapter one, treat her with respect. Women are just like people. Like, imagine your friend. That's what women are like, except they're women. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, work on yourself. Be interesting to be interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ron and Harry would have read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, speaking of birthday gifts, Ginny gives uh, <coughs> Harry the greatest gift of all. Yeah. Yeah. A little, uh, little, little well, Ginny Weasley action. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm wondering how much farther it was going to go if, I mean, if Ron had burst in there. Right? Yeah. I mean, they were, they were, it was getting pretty hot and heavy. And probably a little bit of wand work at the very least. <laughs> you know, over the cloak. Over the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> For Harry's birthday, Bill and Fleur give him a, a fancy magic razor. Okay, you could not get me in the same room with a magic razor. Okay. <laughs> it moves itself. Uh-huh. That is terrifying. That's the scariest thing that Harry Potter has encountered. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's like enchanted to never cut you, right? How do I know that? <laughs> I want the razor to do exactly what I tell it to do and no more. And, and like nothing that's not under my control. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sort of like what what like a like a computer, right? Like a computer can only do what it's programmed to do. A magic razor. Yeah, you're not making this better, right? <laughs> Would you buy a computerized razor that like connects to your phone on Bluetooth or something? No. Hell no. <laughs> like you wake up in the morning and it's like sharpening itself, and as soon as you look at it, it goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like the razor knows one thing, and that's to cut. <laughs> Hopefully it's hopefully it's been trained not to cut necks. You should. I mean, why not, if you're getting into a wizard battle, why not bring the freaking magic flying razor with you? <laughs> throw the magic razor at him and be like, go to work, man. <laughs> throw it in the room and lock the door and like, burn the house down or something. <laughs> yeah, once it's tasted blood, it's never going to stop. Right. That's the thing about magic razors. you got to be real careful. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. But... Meanwhile, he's, he gets a bunch of presents, but during that Rufus Scrimgar, the Minister of Magic, shows up, and he is reading Dumbledore's will. I love that, that Rufus Scrimgar, the Prime Minister, shows up, and he's like, I need to be alone with your children now. And yeah. they're just like, okay. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just feel like not everyone would be cool with that, you know? It, it turns out, like, they need to be protecting Scrimgar. Here. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right. he, he gets pretty close to dying here. Yeah. Yeah. So even know. Ron gets the Deluminator, which was a cool callback because in the in the very first chapter of the very first book, that's when we first learned about the Deluminator. Yeah, he uses it to when he's dropping Harry off the uh, yeah, right? Yeah, um, and nobody can really understand why because Scrimgar was like, "Why do you leave stuff to you three assholes?" <laughs> they're like scrambling to come up for an explanation why Dumbledore would ever leave anything well, to Ron ever. Hermione is Ron's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I have no idea. I mean, because uh, he, Hermione's like, shut the fuck up. They, they, they want I mean, it's got to be because of our dark quest that we're on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Run. Run, no. Hermione really shines in this in this exchange. I, I definitely admired her. She was going head to head with, you know, the wizard president and oh, doing yeah. very well. She's like, she knows like the wizard law. She's like, oh, it's because they have to, you know. Yeah, 31 days 30 to whatever. Days, yeah. yeah. Um, Hermione gets a copy of the Tales of Beetle the Bard. Which is a bunch of wizard magic tales? The way, fairy yeah, tales? The way that Ron describes it, it sounds like it's, it's sort of like um, Grimm's fairy tales yeah, yeah. Or, or Aesop's fables, you know, any, anything that you'd say, oh yeah, we, all mm-hmm. those common kid stories. And Harry gets the snitch from his very first Quidditch game. And this is a really big deal because apparently snitches have flesh memories. Um, <laughs> and so. <laughs> Why are we laughing? I just wonder what kind of flesh that stuff is going <laughs> Harry, rub your dick against it. Oh, now it opened. <laughs> the end. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. I rub my dick on all the snitches. <laughs> yeah, Hermione's like, didn't you know they have flesh memory? And Harry's like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
grabbed his dick and left. Just that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, not his dick. This one, his mouth. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. This was the one he accidentally almost swallowed. Uh huh. Yeah. So when he puts his hands on it, nothing happens, and it's very anticlimactic. Yeah. 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 This this uh this <laughs> this whole thing with Dumbledore leaving these, these random assorted odds and ends is. Very Dumbledore. It is very Dumbledore. He also left Harry Gryffindor's sword, but apparently Harry has uh, Dumbledore had no right to leave him the sword. I so. mean, I don't know if that's I, true. Yeah, I, I think Dumbledore had Dumbledore didn't Dumbledore didn't care about the rights of wizards. No. Yeah, I think Not Dumbledore had as much the right to leave the sword as anyone, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, um, Scrimgour leaves in a huff, and Harry immediately licks the snitch. <laughs> Harry's like, <laughs> or Dumbledore was like. You have to kiss it, Harry. Kiss the snitch. Kiss it. <laughs> kiss it. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Open your mouth a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. now close your eyes. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway. Yeah, so Dumbledore leaves him a bunch of riddles, right? Like, yeah. I'm not sure this is a very effective way to help someone solve a mystery, is all I'm saying. Like, if, like, literally the entire future of the world is in your hands. Like, if you're kill, if you set, if you send a bunch of teenagers to kill Wizard Hitler, yeah. like, you need to, you can't be doing freaking, like, riddles and stuff. It drives me crazy. Especially since it's Harry. I mean, like, Harry's, well, he's, he's fine. Hermione, yeah, so. that's true. Well, if, if the solution to your, the riddle is put your mouth on it. <laughs> that's you true. Jam your face in this. Yeah, yeah, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got through this right away. That's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harry didn't even remember the thing about it being his mouth. He just like jams his face yeah. on it. <laughs> like, I've got an idea, Harry. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what she said, that's why I did it. <laughs> But anyway, when he does that, it says uh, in very small writing on the snitch, I open at the close, which is very mysterious. Mm, yeah, not, not, not super clear. Um, so in the end, uh, Dumbledore's junk drawer trash doesn't seem to have advanced their quest very much. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, as things are about to go down, like the, the Weasleys burst in and break up the ruckus mm-hmm. before Scrimgour and Harry can have it out. And I've decided that Charlie is the coolest Weasley. Oh, oh yeah. you think so? Tell him. Tell me why. Because he comes in and he's like got muscly arms and like burn yeah. scars. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's way cooler than Bill. I, I kind of agree, yeah. Bill's just a banker. Yeah, but he's like a, like probably the equivalent of like a hedge fund manager, right? I, like I one of the douchey a, bad boys. I thought he was a treasure seeker. <laughs> Wasn't he like, isn't he like a treasure hunter? I thought that they, uh, like he was he in says, acquisitions or something like that. Yeah, he says something like they don't care whether if I have a ponytail as long as I bring home plenty of treasure. Yeah, so I'm I think just saying, he, I think he's like a bad boy as opposed to like an uptight, stuffy banker. Yeah, I, I figured he was more like Indiana Jones, like raiding, you know, temples mm. and stealing people's uh, valuables. Okay. Yeah. But either way, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, like, you guys probably know I'm a fan of dragons, so if Charlie's job is like hanging out with dragons, that's the one I'd be. Mm-hmm. For sure. Chapter 8, The Wedding. It's the day of Bill and Fleur's wedding. Um, Luna shows up and we get to meet her dad, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty much what you'd expect. It's a real Xenophilius Lovegood. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting choice of a first name. I'm, I'm curious why that is. Loves aliens, right? That must be it. No, I mean, like, that's like yeah. Xenophile. That's oh, like, really? really what it means. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Greek. Uh, Xeno alien. I thought, I thought file just meant like people. Because no. I know what de- xenophobic is, but yeah, so, xenophilia yeah. means. I think polis means people. I think yeah, that's what I thought. Phileus means uh, lover. Yeah, like okay. bibliophile or. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew the file part. Okay. 
Well, anyway. Yeah. Xenophilius Lovegood. So this is not a poor person wedding. This is a rich person wedding. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the Weasley Crime Syndicate, they're not rich in money, but, you know, they got connections. I mean, it's at least in Western cultures, isn't it traditional that the the bride's family pays for everything? Uh, They don't establish it. Oh, yeah, they didn't say. I I guess it's possible. I mean, it does seem like Fleur's, the the Delacours have uh, have money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They make a big deal about how the the Delacours are helping out around the house and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're good house guests. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, you know, maybe they're paying a huge amount of money for this giant, incredible, ritzy wedding with, that's full of celebrities and stuff. Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah, Crumb shows up, speaking of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some drama there. Yeah, well, Crumb, I mean, outside of the drama of Hermione and, and Ron, but Harry and Crumb are talking, and Crumb tells Harry that Lovegood, uh, Luna's dad, is wearing something called Grindelwald's mark. Which is like, so it sounds like this is like the wizard equivalent of like a swastika, right? Yeah, yeah that's like what I was Grindelwald thinking. Grindelwald was like Nazi-esque. Yeah, right? yeah, like I, I joke, jokingly called Voldemort wizard Hitler, but I think Grindelwald is closer because that occurred during World War II. Yeah. So and I'm he a, was all about like the purebloods as well. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what the deal is here. I'm mm-hmm. curious about it. I don't, I don't remember. I, don't, I read this before, but I don't remember why he's wearing it, but that's yeah. a little strange. So Voldemort is like wizard Osama bin Laden. Sure. I guess so, yeah, kinda. More modern. <laughs> more more modern mass mm-hmm. murderer and terrorist. So so Harry's in disguise, uh, because you know, they're afraid there might be death eaters at the wedding, because you know, can't trust anyone right now. Uh, but I love that Luna immediately identifies him. Like she watches and she's like, Oh Harry, he's like, I am not Harry, I am Barney and she's like <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, I, I assume she recognizes ice cold killer stare. I, I, she, she said, "Like I, I knew him by your knew you by your facial expression." And that's I assume that's what she meant. You know? Yeah, like shark like eyes, <laughs> just looking to kill. Yep, Paul Ryan eyes. <laughs> just dead. I'd recognize his eyes in anybody. Yeah. But anyway, while Harry is talking to Crumb, he remembers that Gregorovich was a wand maker. So we know now that Voldemort is trying to find a wand maker. Which makes sense, because uh, yeah, that weird thing happened with Harry's wand in the golden flames or whatever, yeah. it shot out of it and blew up the other wand. Mm-hmm. But really not... Um, yeah, but anyway, so it's kind of, it's the wedding, and he ends up talking to a lot of people, and he gets some good gossip about Dumbledore, apparently, from Ron's Aunt Muriel, which sounds like... She sounds like a great party guest. I, I actually, I, I hate her. I think she's the worst. She's oh, really? Like, yeah, she just seems like, like kind of like that person who who just like has something mean to say about everyone, but it's not even yeah. like funny. It's kind of just like uncomfortable. Really? Because I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny. She's spilling the tea on everybody. Oh, yeah. Is she though? I mean, it feels like she's just like you know talking shit. Like they didn't know. I don't I, know. Maybe. I mean, she's repeating a lot of old gossip that Dumbledore's sister was a squib who was kept imprisoned by her mother and may have actually killed her um i can't i don't it doesn't sound like any of that is remotely true but you know who knows who knows and but apparently there really was a big fight between dumbledore and his brother aberforth at the little sister's funeral that's true yeah yeah uh aberforth punched dumbledore and he did dumbledore didn't fight back yeah and we find out another kind of possibly important thing we find out that the famous historian the one who wrote hogwarts of history bathilda bagshot and Dumbledore's family also lived in Godric's Hollow, which is where Harry's family lived, and Harry had no idea. Mm-hmm. This is interesting, yeah. So if Dumbledore turns out to be Harry Potter or Voldemort's dad or uncle or something, mm-hmm. I am going to roll my eyes and sigh. 
I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> no spoilers. That would, that would yep. be so incredibly stupid. No spoilers. It would be stupid, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> it would be ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, party's in full swing when all of a sudden Kingsley Shacklebolt's Patronus shows up and says, The Ministry has fallen. Scrim Gallery's dead. They are coming. Yeah, Death Eaters teleport in yeah, immediately. That's a that's a pretty good end to a chapter. Yeah. I, I have to say, uh, this wedding, like, all in all, is kind of lame. Like, like Those if you weddings are lame. Well, I'm just like yeah, true. If this, so, so what I mean is, this reminds me very much of a Muggle wedding. You know, mm-hmm. like I figure if you're wizards, like. Why is your why is your wedding on the ground in a garden? You know, like have it on a cloud or something. Like wizards have limitless magic, and I have to say that this this uh, wedding has relatively small amount of magic in it, right? Like there's okay that at the end the golden balloons explode into whatever uh, birds, birds of paradise. Yeah, yeah, birds of paradise. Yeah. That, that's cool, but like. You can do that at a muggle wedding. You can do that at a muggle wedding. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just, it's a good point. This is kind of a boring wedding. Okay, the only things. really impressive thing to me was when they stood up from the chairs and all the chairs flew away and like tables flew in. Yeah, that's, that's usually great. a lot they of work. Were, they were in the reception area. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. That's usually a lot of work. That's, that's the biggest that problem. That impressed me too. Yeah. yeah. They go. They don't have to go to a second location. <laughs> that's true. That part was. They didn't cool. have to organize any cars. No nothing. It just boom. I was also thinking too. They didn't have to do like hotels or anything because mm, they could right. just operate in. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That would like, make things a lot easier. And and yet, with all that extra planning time freed up, they didn't do anything cool with their, you know, like I said. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Destination wedding or something, you know? Yeah. Have it on the moon. Why not have the wedding on the moon? That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Chapter 9, A Place to Hide. Hermione, once again on top of everything, immediately dis- disapparates them to London to get away from the Death Eaters. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the, the Death Eaters... Immediately start teleporting in and like causing mayhem. Yeah, we're assuming. I think it says. I think it says people in masks and dark dark robes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Start appearing. Yeah. So they definitely had to get out of there. Um, but they go to just some little crappy cafe in London, and Death Eaters find them, and they have no idea how, which sounds super creepy to me. Yeah, this is this is not this is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're familiar Death Eaters too. But uh, the, this, the wizard fight goes pretty fast because, you know, the Death Eaters didn't count on one of them, them having a third invisible person. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, they know Harry Potter. They should have probably counted on that. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. They didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because uh, after the fight, uh, Ron's like, so uh, are you going to kill him? <laughs> yeah. Do we kill him? <laughs> and Harry's like, did they ever teach defense against the dark arts? Then what's the fucking point? You know? <laughs> No, obviously. Yeah. They're <laughs> not the defense against the dark arts professors, Ron. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ron is such a good friend that he's willing to do murder. Yeah, that's, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to roll with Harry Potter, I think that you always know that's on the list. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're beyond the veil at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have to say, in support of, uh, and I think it's a, an assertion that you made, Jeff, about the way that muggles are written in the, in the series... Uh, the moment they step into the Muggle world, what's the first thing that happens? Uh, some like construction guys start, start harassing Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like their only exposure to the Muggle world, and this is this is their and experience. They, they walk like, down like one block. They're there for five minutes before they go into the cafe. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, huh, that's Muggles that's, suck. Yeah, that's Barely. weird. That never happens in the Wizarding world. Like it's a point. Like that that this is never she. 
she the scene is so very short, and that's the thing she decided to write into. I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that I'm 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 guessing that that inspired. Remember in the last movie when he goes and he's waiting in the coffee shop like in the underground, oh, yeah. and there's a really pretty young woman there. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was inspired by this because that didn't actually happen in the previous book. That's but true. here, you know, they went I think to the a movie cafe and the books could have used more scenes like that one scene where it just shows Harry Potter interacting with the normal person. Mm-hmm. That's not a wizard, crazy, flying around person. Yeah, right. I agree. Because, yeah, the message to me seems to be J.K. Rowling hates muggles. <laughs> kind of. Well, apparently J.K. Rowling hates a lot of people. It's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're kind of out of options, so they decide to go to Grimmauld's place and hope that Snape hasn't betrayed them and, you know, there's going to be like a, such a, bad idea. a bunch yeah, of death really eaters waiting. I mean, they could just get, like, a hotel room or something, right? Uh-huh, a muggle hotel room? Probably, right? Like, they don't have to teleport anywhere. They're, wor- they're worried that they're being tracked through the trace or whatever. So yeah. Just don't use magic for, like, an hour. Just walk somewhere, right? Yeah. Hermione is really good at confunding, too, so she could easily go up to, like, any hotel and be like, hey, here's our documents and our money and everything and get her, like, Sweet or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the place. Or they could just use the like fifty thousand gold pieces that Hermione has in her pocket. Yeah. Her magic bag or something, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She says she cashed in her building society thing, so it is her life savings. But Mm. I don't. We don't know how much it is. I don't know what that. I don't even. What is is building society? Oh, I assume she took the money out of Harry Potter's bank account. (laughs) Everybody does. No, it says she cashed in her entire fucking life savings Uh, for them. Yeah. Well, I mean. What's the life expectancy on this team? Yeah. <laughs> like, True. Yeah, it's I mean, use it or lose it at this point. <laughs> she had to know that wasn't going to be uh, hanging around for long. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Aw. I hadn't thought about it that way, but maybe she was prepared to die. I, th- didn't she? She even said it when she was talking about her parents. She was like, I, I set them up in Australia, uh, and if we make it out of this, then I'll go back and find them. And yeah. it, was, it seemed like it was a pretty like emphatic if. Yeah. You know? Hermione has thought this through, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less of the others. Yeah. Like, we're probably going to have some conversation where Ron's like, wow, we might not make it, guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, Ron. And Hermione just gives him a look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to Grimmauld Place, and these they played up these jinxes a lot. Right? Kind of they were lame. really lame. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this this is nothing, right? Like, oh, my tongue is uh, annoyed. Well, the only thing I can think is that if it had been Snape there, it would have identified him and really fucked him up. Maybe. Because, like, the, the, like, tongue whatever thing, like, if you can't speak, that that could be, like, a real impediment, I guess. Except most wizards can cast spells without speaking, right? Like, in that whole thing? We know that Snape can. Yeah, yeah. so, even then, you're right. And then it's there's also, like, a creepy, like, I, I'm assuming it's supposed to be Dumbledore was, zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah scary Dumbledore zombie. Thing. Yeah. That just sort of runs at them like a haunted house and then disappears. That's how it was, yeah. like, it's like, they just walked into, like, the first five minutes of a haunted house and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like I said, I think the only thing is if it had actually been Snape, it would have identified it and done something a lot Must scarier. Be. Let's hope so. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, like, motherfucker, he hangs out with Voldemort. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I he, don't think he's going to be scared by this like shit. His specialty unique spell is he cuts people up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. True. But they get there, and it seems like it's safe. There's nobody there. Um, and Mr. Weasley's Patronus shows up and says, family safe. Do not reply. We are being watched. So, at least they're okay. Yeah, that's good. But I, I, I do wonder, who are they being watched by? Is it the Death Eaters? Is it, like, the Aurors that are now under the control of Voldemort? I wonder, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hope we find out more, because that's a really big deal, the Ministry having fallen. That's true. Yeah. 
Um, and then the, the chapter ends with Harry getting a vision of Voldemort who is forcing Draco to torture other Death Eaters. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, why? Like, why, why would, what's the point of that? Corrupting. Uh, he's taking Draco under his wing, showing him the ropes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, why Draco? <laughs> Uh, how many other young Death Eaters are there, right? Oh, that's a good point. I guess he's got to be concerned about the next generation. I, th- I think it's a power move over Lucius Malfoy, too. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's punishment. Maybe he thinks it's... Because uh, I know that... Uh, was it Narcissa, Draco's mom? Yeah. Uh, is real worried about him, so this could be like punishment for fucking their family. Up. Yeah. Repeatedly fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Harry Potter getting more Voldemort radio on the old uh, Scar radial probably is something they should watch out for, because it... That's a two-way connection, and if they're trying, if they're on the run from Voldemort, doesn't that mean he can like, yeah. you know, find them? And Harry Potter's still thinking, I really should have learned Occlumency that time. <laughs> God. You know, Dumbledore kept telling me I should learn it, but you know, it didn't seem that important for yeah. some reason. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters ten through thirteen of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the seventh book in the Harry Potter series. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M Sullivan on Twitter, Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We love hearing from you. And if you come up with a question for us, we might even answer it on air. Please share this with anyone who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite Finite Podcast. Podcast.